What's the level of security awareness today among business leaders? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. It's my privilege today to be speaking with Kenneth Sabin. He's the Associate Professor of Marketing at Duquesne University and is one man responsible for some intriguing new research. Ken, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for the invite. Good to be with you. To start out, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work at Duquesne, please, Ken? Well, thank you. Uh, my uh, my uh, background is uh, a somewhat of a mixed bag. I have spent, uh, prior to my academic life, of about uh, 18 years at uh, Duquesne University and other uh, teaching institutions. I spent 25 years in the corporate world uh, working both with uh, large Fortune 500 businesses as well as small startup businesses in uh, about 25 SIC codes. Um, through that tenure, uh, one of the things that intrigued me was the impact of uh, technology on business performance. Now, Ken, you've just done some recent research on the information security awareness of CEOs. What inspired this research? Uh, what, in, what really triggered uh, that research was goes back to some earlier work that I did uh, about 10 years ago, it looked at the impact of cybercrime on uh, consumer or buyer behavior. And uh, that's when the Internet and e-commerce were all flourishing and growing. And the question was, to what extent, how did crime transfer from the physical world to the digital world? And as such, how would that crime impact behavior and then subsequently business performance? So that research, uh, which I uh, developed and then uh, distributed, uh, connected me to working with the FBI, the Secret Service, uh, and doing some other work with the CIA and, and other uh, organizations like InfraGuard, et cetera, that really started to have me develop an appreciation uh, of the, the potential downside of the Internet e-commerce via computer security. Well, your research comes at an interesting time because we've seen so many high-profile incidents this year from the RSA breach to Sony to Michaels. So I've got to ask you, who did you survey? And most important, what did you find? Well, uh, we, uh, the interest uh, here with this study, it, it's the second part study. We did our first uh, study that was funded by the Department of Justice, and, and the focus was to look at the security preparedness of small and medium-sized enterprises uh, that are involved in key infrastructure in this country. Um, and our first study that we conducted uh, several years ago uh, basically showed that uh, there was marginal effort being placed uh, by small businesses, small and medium-sized businesses, largely because the CEOs felt they were too small a target. Uh, to be hacked or, uh, you know, attacked uh, by outside, let alone inside uh, uh, employees, so which left them at high risk. So as a result of that kind of quandary, if you may, one of the things that uh, we had as a follow-up uh, was the question uh, whether, uh, again, what role senior management uh, had to play uh, with that decision. And uh, and that kind of uh, that kind of led to the formation of the uh, uh, this current study that looked at the impact of management awareness 
And the extent to which awareness influenced resource availability and commitment, and then to what extent commitment influenced security preparedness. So given what you, the, what you did survey, Ken, what did you find sort of top line? Well, top line, two things that really seem to really scream at us. One is that, and we looked at, uh, again, uh, five different industries, but the thing that we found that was interesting, two things. First, that security preparedness varies across industries. So it's not just a size issue that certain industries appear to be more sensitized and committed to security preparedness where others did not. The implication, obviously, is that a one-size-fits-all solution will not work. So, again, uh, as we try to deal with this, this shortcoming, that's a, that's a major implication, and that basically is what the government and the various companies have tried to, to employ is a one-size-fits-all uh, solution. The second issue is that security decisions appear influenced by a number of factors. And the three factors that came out clear in this study was, one, education. Education in relationship to the cost benefits of underwriting security efforts or conducting security training. Uh, The level of uh, experiences with cybersecurity. So again, CEOs that experienced some threats that had denial of service or had some significant impact, obviously were more sensitive and more willing uh, to be uh, committed that way. And then the third element, which was relatively new, I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't unthought of, but it, it really came out, was those industries that are governed seem to be more, uh, the executives seem to be more tuned in to the potential risks and, and, and made a stronger commitment to security in their businesses. Uh, for example, uh, Surveillance and HIPAA uh, and the impact that they have had on their respective industries. So in other words, you've got industries like banking and healthcare that have got regulated data. Yes. That's where you find the security yes. awareness higher. Right. And part of that regulation baked into that is obviously, one, the, the CEO is a, more aware of the particular requirements. So because of those requirements, it raises the sensitivity of management, and based on that heightened awareness, uh, executives are more inclined to support the investments, in particular, not just technology, but the ongoing training and education that, you know, that's not a one-time effort. It's an ongoing affair. Right. Now, as you say, you studied five different sectors, and we've just discussed two of them. How do these five sectors differ in their levels of security awareness, one, and in the engagement of, of senior leadership in information security? Well, uh, great question. Uh, again, what we found, and, and if we looked at two clusters, we looked at those that are governed uh, more regular, you know, in a, in a higher level, meaning finance and healthcare, versus uh, the other three, which are manufacturing energy and telecom, we find a distinct difference, again, on the awareness not only of the threats, but also of the policies, so that we find that, that again, the fact of regulation does influence that. And, and another part of that is we also see that the, the agents or the in, industries that are more highly regulated 
that CEOs acquire more regular updates. So they are, again, we have more updates, and so that, that enhances that sensitivity. The result of that sensitivity continues in commitment. And when we think about commitment, again, to having their security network secure, or does your firm enforce its policies, again, and, and we also looked at the operating budgets allocated to computer security. In each of those cases, we find that the higher awareness does translate into a higher commitment, uh, both in, in not only wanting to have your systems more secure, but also enforcing policies and providing uh, resources and budgets to make their businesses more secure. So again, uh, let me, and again, if I translate that, what we found basically is finance and healthcare, again, are more committed to, pr uh, to protecting their assets as opposed to manufacturing, which ended up actually being the lowest scoring um, industry, and energy and telecom, which was rather surprising given their importance with the national infrastructure. Given these differences that you found, Ken, and sort of in conjunction with the other study as well, what would you say the key takeaways are? Well, I think uh, there's uh, basically four key takeaways that that that, it, that jump out at me, or at least, again, I feel are critical. One, the first thing is that the country needs to develop a compelling business case for uh, on cybersecurity for CEOs of small and medium-sized enterprises. We have not necessarily done that. I think that we've taken broad swipes at this, but I think we need a very regimented, segmented approach to business owners that basically say, if you are an owner in this type of industry, you know, here's an economic case for security. Second of all, along with that, we have to develop a, a, a computer security tool or system that measures operational risk in a kind of cost-benefit approach. We're working on that model right now, and we've done some preliminary work to basically allow a CEO to put in certain factors, and we basically say, here's the risk factors, and here's the probability of that occurrence. That type of, of feedback, I think, would go a long way in raising uh, awareness and commitment. Uh, the third thing is, again, I think we need to provide hard numbers. Uh, again, you know, if you look at the CSI, Computer uh, Science Institute, uh, Security Institute's, uh, their data, it's a mixture. So uh, most of the data being provided today by uh, reports from, again, industry leaders or the government fall more into the overview of large businesses. It does not point out the risks of small and medium-sized enterprises. So I think that we need effort, uh, such as your, uh, again, agency, or firm to basically come out and to report on the types of risks and the frequency of those risks. And then lastly, I think we have to do a better job executing, uh, educating executives about uh, both current and future legislation that will impact uh, and, and impact their business operations. So those are the four uh, major observations or conclusions that I could draw as a result of this. Very good. Well, Ken, you're in the education business. So I have to ask you, what needs to happen to improve the information security awareness among senior leaders 
And my follow-up is, what's at risk if we don't improve the awareness? Well, I think the uh, what needs to improve is, again, we, we need as a country to recognize this uh, segment of our population, of our society, and develop specific solutions for them. I think that that is, again, you cannot paint it with one broad brush. So, again, to do that, we have to recognize it's a unique industry, it has unique needs, and we need a unique set of solutions. And I believe that this is where industry, academia, and the government can work together to create a portal that will provide this type of information and tools and uh, workshops and education so CEOs feel that they could go to a source. Because right now, if you're a CEO, where do you go to get information about security in your size of business or your industry? I I don't know of a resource that one could go to excluding consulting. So I think that there's a great opportunity for us to, again, develop that type of portal or that kind of partnership to reach out to do that. And that really falls into uh, some of the discussions that uh, NIST is heading up right now. NIST is is, gathering comments on a national initiative for cybersecurity education. And uh, we provided some insight on how they can customize part of their efforts and focus it on small and medium-sized enterprises. And again, Ken, what's at risk if we don't improve this level of awareness? Well, I, you know, in, in simple terms, I think that there's a we we, we uh, have the risk of occurring a digital Pearl Harbor as hackers probe uh, our infrastructure for for the weakest entry points. And if and, and if the small and medium sized enterprise are are the weak link in a supply chain, they're more than likely going to be attacked. That's something that's been somewhat ignored because, again, there's a lot of effort in our national infrastructure, large entities. But unfortunately, the small businesses that make up a high proportion of these networks uh, are a crucial player. Ken, it's a fascinating study. I really appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for taking time to share this with me today. Have a wonderful day. We've been talking about cyber awareness. I've been talking with Kenneth Sabin. He's the Associate Professor of Marketing at Duquesne University. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.